What if I told you there are five pillars that you can focus on, and once you fulfill all five pillars, you are going to be an elementary music rock star? You're listening to That Music Podcast with Bryson Tarbett, the curriculum designer and educational consultant behind That Music Teacher and the Elementary Music Summit. Each week, Bryson and his guests will dive into the reality of being an elementary music teacher and how music can truly be transformative in the lives of the students you serve. Show notes and resources mentioned in this episode can be found at thatmusicteacher.com. This episode is brought to you by my new free workshop for elementary music teachers, where we're going to talk about streamlining and strengthening your lesson planning instruction without working at home. In this free workshop, you'll learn how to create a collection of high-quality repertoire, develop extension activities to increase student understanding, plan and implement high-quality assessments, and then we're going to dive in and talk about how you can simplify your lesson planning without sacrificing student success. You don't have to work outside of your contract hours to create high-quality musical experiences, because your time outside of the music classroom should be just that, yours. Reclaim the time that you aren't being paid for by developing systems and strategies for your classroom to increase student engagement, all while streamlining your lesson planning and protecting your time outside of the school day. To learn more about this free workshop and to save your spot, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com slash workshop. Again, that's thatmusicteacher.com slash workshop. Hello, music teacher rock stars. I'm so glad that you've joined me for this episode where we're going to be diving into the five pillars of general music success. Over the past few years, I've done a lot of introspection about my own experience going through undergrad and basically being dropped in an elementary music classroom and having to figure it all out myself. On top of that, I've had conversations with countless other music teachers that were in similar situations to me, and I've been able to kind of develop a framework that really I feel like when we can increase our understanding and increase our, our, our ability to perform in each of these five pillars, we're going to be able to create more success in our classrooms and all so many different ways when it comes to student success, when it comes to feeling more, you know, involved and rested and, you know, fulfilled by your job. And I truly believe that each of these five pillars is incredibly important. So I have some good news and bad news, and I'm going to start off by sharing the bad news. And the bad news is that each of these five pillars is incredibly related. If you're struggling in one pillar, you're probably going to be struggling in another. And that can be really frustrating because, well, where do I start? How do I get out of this rut that I'm in if all of my pillars are super low? And I really, I really need to focus on all the pillars. And that's where the good news comes in. The good news is that all of these pillars are related. So if you focus on one pillar, you're automatically by design going to be helping yourself in other pillars. So let's talk about what each of these pillars are. First of all, when I say pillars, I really mean areas of focus. And this is kind of areas of focus for us as the educator. Think of this if you're going to think of yourself as a video game character. What are your levels? What are your, your skill levels in different areas that you can level up in order to level up your overall skill level? So the first pillar is expectations and procedures. Number two is approaches and pedagogy. Up next is inclusion and differentiation then followed by curriculum and planning. And then the fifth pillar is teacher fulfillment. So let's dive into each of these pillars and how they can be used. First of all, we have that expectations and procedures. 
when you're able to set clear and consistent expectations and procedures, that really is the foundation for everything that happens inside your classroom. And that's kind of why in, in the General Music Jumpstart, my signature program, this is where we start with expectations and procedures on week one. Because Developing classroom expectations, developing your procedures, building a, class, a plan to create a classroom community to make sure that everyone feels seen, heard, and validated, those are the ways that we can also really make sure that what is happening in our classroom is for everyone. It's making sure that we're able to move through a lesson in a way where we're not just putting out fires all day. We're actually thinking about things. We're de-escalating strategies. We're being able to plan our lessons and plan our community, our environments in a way that we don't have to put out fires because they never start in the first place. And I'll be honest, the first time we went through General Music Jumpstart, expectations and procedures were like week three. And it just, the more, the more we went through it and the more we did our coaching calls, I realized that we can't start talking about pedagogy. We can't start talking about what is going on in our classroom until we figure out how that's going to happen and really setting expectations, procedures. How are we going to hold kids accountable? How are you going to make sure that they feel loved, understood, but also feel like they're being held to a high standard? That is really where we can either put, get ourselves into trouble by not putting in the work or really put in the work and invest in creating a classroom community in which every, where everything else can happen in the music room. Like I said before, pillar number two is approaches and pedagogy. And notice how this isn't, you know, this isn't pillar number one, because again, I think it's really important for us to set that foundation first, but having an understanding of what are some, some, some you know, common pedagogies, what are some different approaches, what are some research-based strategies that we can implement in the classroom so that we can really make sure that we as educators are finding the aspects from each of those specific pedag pedagogies or philosophies and really taking what resonates with us most so that we can create our own classroom approach. Um, so really, you know, whether that is diving into Orff Schulwerk, into Kodai, into MLT, into, you know, just mixing things, what are, where are you going to, um, having an understanding of that is going to allow you to take the parts of each of these philosophies so that you can create the philosophy that works best for you and your students in your own teaching situation because no, no one can teach like you. No one teaches the students that you do in the way that you do at the time that you do. And, you know, I love having the background of Kodai, but I'm not strictly Kodai because teaching is so fluid and it's so dynamic that if we try to stay in one box, I truly believe that we're not serving our students best. So when you're working on your pillar and you're really working on, you know, strengthening your, your pillar of approaches and pedagogy, this might be going to a levels program. This might go be going to an ORF workshop or a Kodai workshop. It could be going to a conference. It could be joining a course. It could be doing any of these things that are really allowing you to see music education in a different lens, a way of how music happens, how music, active music making can happen in your classroom so that you can either find what really doesn't resonate with you. Because I'll be honest, like think about when you went to certain field placements in undergrad, you probably saw some things that you're like, I don't feel good about this. I will not put this in my classroom. That's really good information too. But on top of that, being able to see something and be like, wow, I love this. How can I make this happen in my classroom? That is how you build upon the pillar of approaches and pedagogy. The third pillar of general music success is inclusion and differentiation. This is where you are going to better yourself and better your understanding of the diverse learners that are in your classroom so that we can make sure that everyone has the tools that they need 
to be successful music makers. So when I say this, I really mean it in all the different aspects. How are we going to make sure that the students with disabilities are able to make music? How are we going to make sure that the students who are English learners are able to be active music makers? How are we able to make sure that those students who have experienced unfortunate amounts of trauma are going to feel safe, heard, and understood in our classrooms? And this is really where it goes to building your understanding of trauma-informed practices, building your understanding of how to, how to differentiate and how to apply accommodations and modifications. How can we work with other people to make sure that our English learners, even if you, there is a language ban barrier, even if you don't speak the same language, that you can make music together in a way that is setting everyone up for success. And I think this is also a really good way for us to understand the interrelation between all the pillars. For instance, if we have students that have a lot of unwanted behaviors or they, you know, maybe they have ADHD and they need a lot of movement, if we're not creating a classroom environment in which students are able to move, you know, if, if their expectation is that they sit all day for the entire period, that specific student likely will not be successful, which is going to make them feel less included. It's going to make them feel like they're less of a music maker. And when we build on our, our understanding of inclusion and differentiation from so many different areas, that is going to not only fill this third um, pillar up, but it's also going to work on our classroom management, our expectations and our procedures. But on top of that, it's also going to help us understand the pedagogy and everything is so interrelated that, again, when you work on one pillar, all the other pillars are going to be improved just by design. The fourth pillar is all about curriculum and planning. I truly believe that there is a different between, difference between knowing what to teach and knowing how to teach. That pedagogy is really how are we going to teach this? And the, the curriculum and planning is like, when are we going to teach this? And how are we going to design our lessons so that they are building on top of each other so that there's always a bigger goal going through? Uh, and I think that when you start creating streamlined processes for curriculum mapping and lesson planning, your lessons are going to build upon each other naturally. And on top of this, this is going to help us so that we're not having to work so many hours outside the school day because we have a little bit more of a simplified and streamlined process. So we're not sitting down to lesson plan and like reinventing everything. We have somewhere to start. We have that curriculum map and we have a plan for making sure that assessment is in there so that our, our, da our lessons really are data driven. Because when you have data driven lessons. I mean, I, and I mean that in more of a way than just checking off a box for your, your evaluation. But when you're truly using data correctly, your data will tell you when students are ready for more, when they need less, when they need something different. And the last module is honestly something that is new in General Music Jumpstart. Um, so if you haven't been figuring it out already, each of these pillars is a module inside my signature program, General Music Jumpstart. And as we're launching this time, we added module five, all about teacher fulfillment, because I truly believe that everything is going to build on top of each other. But if you're burned out in the classroom, your curriculum mapping is probably going to be subpar. If you are feeling like you are just trying to make it through the day and your classroom expectations and procedures are not working, you're going to get burnt out. And on top of that, when we are making sure that we're protecting our teacher heart and our soul by making sure that we're using self-care and strategies that are going to help us, we're also ensuring our longevity as an elementary music teacher. Nobody says you have to be the best music teacher every day, all day, 
because you're only going to make it a few years. There are going to be days where something else is more important and that's okay. That's all about finding balance in where you are in your situation. This pillar is all about making sure that you have a plan for advocating for music education in your program, but also ensuring that you're doing it in a way that's not going to bring yourself out. And it's also about making sure that you have a plan so that you can find that work-life balance and advocate for that and stand by it because everyone's situation is different. I mean, no, for me, I don't have kids. I work, I, you know, I live alone. I don't have kids. So my work-life balance is going to look a lot different from someone who has a spouse and children, and that's okay. And just making sure that we are communicating this with all the stakeholders and making sure that we are taking care of ourselves as teachers, putting that oxygen mask on first so that we can be there for the next 30-some years to make sure that our students have those musical experiences that they deserve. Like I said at the beginning, the good news and the bad news is that each of these pillars are interrelated. You really can't work on one in a vacuum. But I think that's more of a positive than anything else because it allows us to really work on ourselves holistically as educators rather than just going to a PD on learning how to play recorders. And that's that one piece of thing is going to help us. No, we need to work on us. You know, we need to build ourselves holistically over time. And that's where um, going in towards any sort of professional development, I think is really important and making sure that we are use, doing a variety and not just staying in one lane. And if you're sitting here a little bit overwhelmed on all the pillars that you feel inadequate at, know that that is incredibly normal. These are pillars to work towards. You're never going to fulfill each of these all 100% where there's no improvement. And if you are, you're probably about to retire and you've been working on this for your entire career. And that's okay. Work on taking actionable steps towards increasing each of these pillars and keep the, the focus of it on the act of music making, on your students, but also remembering that you are pivotal to all of this. So protect your teacher heart, protect your soul, and do what you need to do in the moment to protect you and your peace. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really like being able to dive into each of these pillars. If you want to learn more about these pillars, you can join me in my signature program, General Music Jumpstart, um, going to thatmusicteacher.com slash enroll. Um, if you're looking for more professional development, if you want to dive in and learn how I've streamlined my systems and procedures so that I don't work on school outside of contracted hours, I really think that you should come and join me for my free workshop. Um, if you can head on over to thatmusicteacher.com slash workshop and join me for this workshop where we're going to dive into literally what I've done to make sure that I've gone from my first few years of teaching where I was working nonstop to where I am now where I don't take work home because I put so much work into building these systems so that when I'm not working at home, I'm not doing it at the detriment to my students. My students are still getting incredibly high quality lessons that I've been able to develop quickly because I build these, these systems. So again, you can join that workshop for free at thatmusicteacher.com slash workshop.